Hey loves, I'm Kendall. And I'm Jess. And welcome to Talk Fiction to Me. Maybe we got the volume right that time. Yeah, that wasn't as bad, <laughs> and I can still hear it really well. Yeah. You know? So look at us. We're figuring the formula out, guys. Progress. <laughs> I've said progress so many times today, like at work, and then I just, I guess it's just the word Your of the voice day. sounds like you're tired of saying progress. I am. <laughs> I think I said it in this one presentation like seven times. <laughs> It's like me saying like. Well, you know, it was progress from a test before to the test now. <laughs> I mean, what other word can you use? For real, though, my brain was like not about trying to figure that out. Also, I feel like my voice is very low because I'm so congested with <laughs> my allergies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Just a hot mess. Well, I mean, when you live in Tennessee and you have snow and then the next day you have 70 degree weather and then the next day you have literal flooding it's like yeah slash tornado i mean there's no way to prepare it seriously felt like it was like 70 yesterday Mm -hmm. but then we also had a tornado watch and then we had thunderstorms but then we also had like a whole ice snow apocalypse like last week yep i saw this meme and it was like the same backyard and it was like one was covered in snow one was like perfectly sunny and the other one was flooded all the way up to like this picture of a trampoline and I was like yeah that's very accurate it was supposed to be portraying Tennessee weather and I was like yep that's pretty, yep. That's pretty much it <laughs> yep well today we are on an Akatar hangover. Yeah. Yes, we are. I feel like a lot of people are experiencing this. Mm-hmm. Because you know a lot of people reread all of them to read A Court of Silver Flames. I mean, it's how you're supposed to do you it, have isn't to. it? You have to. It's like when Game of Thrones was on, you had to rewatch every season when the yeah. new season came out. It's or just... at least the previous season, so you knew kind of what was happening, yeah. even though you really <laughs> needed to watch from the beginning because things were just... And none of it ended up mattering. I can't. <laughs> We're not going there, remember? Oh, <laughs> I know. Um, but anyways, today I will lead and yeah, talk about a mystery thriller book that I read. And we'll get Kendall's reaction. Um, but I will talk about the other books that I read on vacation. Because mm-hmm. I read a lot. A lot. Um, they were all fantasy genre, so I finally got to Crescent City. Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> I need Kendall to read it. Did you expect anything less, honestly? Well, okay, my only... We will, we will have an episode on this. I think we're going to try to wait until the second book comes out, but that's, like, in another like year. next year, so, so that's we'll probably, probably not true. Do, yeah, yeah. That's probably not true, but... It's very it's it's hard in the beginning. There's a lot that happens. Your emotions go up and down, up and down. And then again, like the last 150 pages, you're like, what's happening? Like it's like you're getting slapped each side of your face, like over and over again. Oh my gosh. Um, I did enjoy that very much. And then I read Silver Flames, mm-hmm. and then I was in a hangover. And whenever I have a Sarah J. Mass hangover, I go to Jennifer Armentrout. Mm-hmm. And so then I read the Wicked series. So the three books about basically like a modern version of. Like, there's Faye and there's Human. It's kind of like a Shadowhunter meet Faye slash... 
kind of a hodgepodge. But yeah, yeah, it's good. I really liked it. And then I read the three novellas, which I really liked the novellas. Um, what else did I read? I read something else. I don't know. Like, you read like 10 books. <laughs> oh, yeah. I read that other one that was another fantasy one. Uh, I can't remember the name. But I have it up on the website. But I texted you about it because yeah. I was like, um, it was a good, it was definitely, it was Faye and, or it wasn't Faye, re- kind of Faye, but it had elemental magic. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, it was very good. I liked it. And the second book's coming out, and that's a Kindle Unlimited. I'll find the book and try to link it or somehow. We'll put it in the bio of yeah. the podcast episode. The show. Anyways, so that's all I read. All I read. I read a lot of books. But... For today's episode, we're going to talk about um, The Girls in the Snow by Stacey Green, and it's very good. I really, I, spoiler alert, I really liked it. <laughs> um, so this book came out last October, so in 2020. Uh, it's about 340-ish pages, so a medium-sized book, especially yeah. for a mystery book or thriller book. What's your wine glass rating? My wine glass rating is an 8.5 out of 10. That's pretty good. I really liked it. It's been my favorite thriller mystery novel that I've read so far in the, this year. So, And a little bit about what it is. So if you are curious and then you want to come back and listen to the reaction. <laughs> um, so basically there's two stories that are kind of happening one in the past and then the current one so basically Nikki ends up going back to her hometown because she was called by the local officer in charge because they thought it was tied to a serial killer case that Nikki has been tracking for the FBI yeah But the big thing is that she's coming home to Stillwater, Minnesota, and she hasn't been back in 20 years because when she was 16, she walked into her parents' house after being at a a party with her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and she she walked in and her parents were slaughtered in her house. Murdered. Yeah, she murdered. And she was obviously traumatized, but she there was someone else in the house, and... It ended up being someone that she knew, Mark Todd, I think is the last name, but his first name is Mark. Um, and so she got him, they basically got him like convicted, and okay. he's been in jail for 20 years. Jeepers creepers. Yeah. And then basically the reason why she's brought back is because there's two young girls, Madison and Kaylee, who were murdered in the snow, a.k.a. the title. And um, you follow the journey of her trying to figure out these murders. But then there's the Innocent Project picked up Mark's case because they believe that he's actually innocent. And uh, so there's a combination of the past Hmm. meeting the future and intertwining with this small town and Nikki figuring out holes that were happening that weren't her fault because she was a victim. but. Things around her that were happening, and that's where I'll stop because spoiler alert in effect. <laughs> All right, Kendall, are you ready? I don't know, I'm scared. <laughs> Hold on, I want to pull up my notes because you know, gotta make sure I hit the key points. <laughs> 
Yeah, so let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Okay, so like I said, we have Nikki, the main character, FBI agent. She is a criminal. She leads, like, a behavioral unit, so basically, like, criminal minds, right? Okay, yeah. So she has her own unit. She's, like, the field officer in uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis, not Minnesota, sorry. <laughs> Minneapolis Geography. Is in Minnesota. <laughs> yes, but St. Paul. Um, but that's the Twin Cities, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Yeah. It's the same thing. Same, same, but different, but still same. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, anyways. But, like I said, she got called to go to Stillwater, which is her hometown, because they found two girls in the snow, and they've been missing for, like, two months. Oh, yikes. So, you come on... Well, you get the 20 years before first. Mm -hmm. So, you get her getting out of the car, her best friend, one of her best friend's cars, and... She's definitely intoxicated. Like, she's, right. like, had been throwing up, like, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. And then she gets out of the car, and she sneaks into the house, and she just had this weird feeling. And then she goes up, and she finds her... I think she finds her dad first, and he's, like, on his knees, like, de- like dead, yeah. basically. And then her he she goes and finds her mom, and she was, like really like brutalized it was bad and obviously she's screaming and then she feels someone behind her Mm -hmm. and that's where it cuts out oh my god yeah and then it fast forwards to now we're in the present time 20 years later Mm -hmm. so nikki shows up on the scene and there's a sergeant miller who is kind of the lead local officer and then you have his superior which is Hardin um who Hardin actually worked uh on he like convicted Mark like he was the lead officer 20 years ago for Nikki's case Mm -hmm. that will come into play um so basically she shows up and her team uh is Agent William and Courtney Hart, which another Courtney. <laughs> um, so Courtney is the like CSI type of person. Okay. And then Liam would be like another partner, but below her. Yeah. So report everyone reports into her. So basically, they they get to the scene and. <laughs> These two bodies... Should I read this? Let me read the description. Frayed brown rope looped beneath their bottoms and over their necks, securing them in a fetal position. Clothing covered their necks, but lividity would show if the ropes were attached before or after death. The killer must have roped them like, like that because the freezer wasn't big enough. So these girls were actually kept in a freezer first... And then they were disposed in, like, the, the snow, snow outside. Jesus. Yeah. And they're, like, frozen to the snow. Oh, my God. And their clothes are frozen to them, too, because mm-hmm. of how cold Minnesota is. Right. So anyone living in Minnesota, I feel sorry for you guys <laughs> because... One of my coworkers lives there and sent me a video today of them driving on the ice, like, on the lake. Yeah, and then they get so cold. It was, like, 20 inches of ice. I don't want cold weather like that. Uh, I would never survive. Me either. Yeah, so basically, this is also a creepy part. Uh, Each of the victim's hands were, like, positioned, like, over their chest like a funeral. Like, Mm. they were, yeah. It's very weird. Yes. Um, And then 
Sergeant Miller, obviously, he tells Nikki and the rest of them that the darker-haired girl is Kaylee, and then the other girl is Madison. Um, So you have the two two girl victims. They're freshman or sophomore in high school. I can't remember. And basically, they're... They're going through the usual things, like Nikki delegates things out, um, and of course you have that reporter that shows up, like every... (laughs) The reporter. (laughs) There's, I swear (laughs) to God, in every single mystery book or crime show thing, there's always that harassing (laughs) reporter. Of course. That's there. Gotta have that element. Yeah. So, um, she, I think her name's Caitlin... She shows up, and the bigger deal about this is because she has been pushing Nikki to give her exclusive about her parents' murder, mm. and Nikki has been, she's very adamant, but like, I'm here to solve these murders, and then the reporter, she also was like, are these tied to, these aren't tied to the Frost mur- murders, which is the serial killer murders, mm-hmm. and so they have this back and forth, so there's like, obviously tension there, because this woman is like, Crazy. <laughs> Crazy reporter. Doesn't seem like she really cares about the victim. She just wants the story. She wants that scoop. Yeah. Um, and you kind of go through, you learn a little bit about Nikki's background. So um, she does have an ex-husband and she does have a six-year-old daughter. So Nikki's around like 39, maybe 40 or approaching 40. I can't remember. But um, she doesn't tell anyone that she has a daughter uh, hmm. well, only, like, Courtney and Liam know, but yeah. not everyone How else. How old is her daughter, did you say? Six. Six, okay. Yeah. Um, and Tyler wasn't, they met in the FBI, but she just was like, yeah, it's an interesting relationship. There is some romance in this, which I was surprised. Ooh. I was not expecting it. <laughs> um, so they basically go back and start the investigation, and Nikki gets all these weird feelings because there's protesters out that are protesting for Mark's innocence, which is the man she put right. away for her parents' murder. That's awkward. Yeah. So there's just, like, that heightened tension between both of these stories happening at the same time. And Nikki... So the way that they describe Hardin, which he would be the chief of mm-hmm. the local office. And again, he's the guy who convicted Mark. Right. This is important. Um, muy importante. Yes, muy importante. And he is described as like a 300 plus pound man. Okay. okay. So just imagine your typical image of a really old cop who... Looks like he ate too many donuts. He a thick boy. Yeah. And I could already get some weird feelings from him. Gotcha. So just keep that in mind. Um, like if he's like a creeper? No, just like he's shady. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like he might be a bad cop. Yes. Okay, I got you. Okay, and then they go to talk to the... Okay, back up. So Sergeant Miller has been running this case for like two months because these girls have been missing for two months. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they just found them. So they Nikki wanted to stay on the case, so they're staying even though it's not tied to the serial killer. So her and Sergeant Miller go to talk to the parents, 
And before they go in, Sergeant Miller is like, hey, FYI, Maddie's father is John, who is her ex-boyfriend, the boyfriend she was with when her parents... party? Yeah, oh. before, when she, then she came home and her parents were murdered. Okay, okay. Um... And he was, like, the star athlete dude, like, typical. But he was, like, the bad boy that her parents didn't want her to date. So she would always sneak out and right. meet him. So that typical, typical. story. Um, so they, they get there, and it's just the mom's a mess. There's a weird dynamic between the husband, John, and then the mom. And uh, you can clearly tell there's some issues there already. Mm. But they continue kind of investigating, and then... So she's driving, and she goes to get gas, and she goes into the gas station to get food, like some candy or something. I think that's what she was saying that she was getting. <laughs> and she sees this, like, really attractive guy, like, her near her age. Mm-hmm. And she's going up to the counter, and she's checking out, and then the cashier guy is like, Hey, how do you think your brother... Something about her, the, his brother, mm-hmm. and she realizes that that's the little brother of Mark. No. Yeah. Yeah. So the, obviously the hot guy yeah. is mm-hmm. 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 the brother of the man that she put away. Shocker. Yeah. So then she's like sweating and she like hurries out and she like almost <laughs> forgets like one of the she's purchases. Like, oh, bye. Yeah. And. The guy, we end up, his name is Rory, and oh. he ends up being like, hey, you forgot this, and she, like, grabs it really fast, and, like, she runs out that, to her car. That's so awkward. But the bitch falls on her ass, because oh of all God, the snow it like and me. ice. <laughs> the other day. <laughs> Y'all, if you have not seen, you need to go follow Kendall on TikTok, and, like, My her, her private, like, yeah, TikTok? her personal account. She wiped the fuck out. Yeah, all the way down my front steps in the snow and ice, which is another reason why I can't live up north. Yeah. Can't even walk <laughs> down the I'm surprised you can still walk. <laughs> I have a huge bruise on my back, like, on my shoulder. You need to go to the chiropractor, I'm telling I know. you. Um, so she falls on her ass, and... <laughs> Of course, like, Rory's, like, running out, and he's like, are you okay? Blah, blah, blah. Like, they have this encounter. She's and, like, don't touch me. Well, she's like, no, she feels, like, comfortable with him. Of course she does. Warning sign number one. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a warning sign. Well, it, I'm going through what my mind was going through when I was reading this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is weird. This is suspicious. And he, he's like, no, I know who you are. Oh, that's awkward. Extra yeah. awkward. Yeah. And so they have this, like, conversation. She's like, I'm sorry, and, like, gets in her car and, like, goes, right? Oh so she God. she's already, like, she already flustered. feels, yeah, flustered and weird about this, but she continues working, right? And they, so back to the murder that, that she's investigating, because <laughs> it's, it's all happening. At, it all works together in the book, though. It all makes sense when you're actually yeah. reading it. But, so they go and start interviewing some of the kids around the girls' age, and they re-interview one of the guys, his name is Miles, and he had originally said he didn't know where Maddie, what Maddie and Kaylee were going or what they were doing. But He's like like their age? Yes, yeah. And his parents are there with him. And uh, he confessed. Nikki kind of breaks. She has that way to like break you down. She's like that type of like detective mm-hmm. and agent that 
she's very good at detaching herself from situations, but also, like, really being able yeah. to read people. Just really pry those cracks open. Exactly, yeah. And she gets Miles to confess that actually he lied, and Maddie and Kaylee had wanted him to tell their parents, so Maddie, Maddie's parents, that they'd spent the afternoon with him at his house. And... Uh, Maddie, but Maddie wouldn't say where they were actually going, but she begged him to cover for them. And then they asked the dad some questions because he, like, he was supposed to, they asked him where he was, like, was he at home? Yeah. And he acted really weird. The kid's dad? Yeah, Miles' dad. Miles' dad. He acted really weird. Mm. And, like, Miles, like, stuffed a cookie in his mouth when his dad, they gave him a look. So that's, like, weird. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's suspicious. So obviously, Nikki and Sergeant Miller are like, okay, we need to, like, double down and check on everything, his alibi and everything for that. Yeah. But what's so funny, I highlighted this because I feel like I'm so old because I had no (laughs) idea what this acronym stand for. So Miles had said... Because Kaylee was, like, she was perceived as the bad girl. Like, Mm -hmm. she got into a fight and got kicked off of the volleyball team. You learn there's more in here that she was being bullied and stuff. Yeah. And Maddie was sticking up for her. Like, Mm -hmm. that she was, like, a... And Maddie was, like, the straight-A student. Like, the perfect little girl with her, like, wealthy family. Like, all of that, right? And Kaylee's mom, like, worked 18-hour shifts. Like, single mom. That situation, right? Yeah, just, like, total opposites. Exactly. And... Miles said people were calling Kaylee a thought. A thought? Yeah, thought. That hoe over there? Yeah, I had no idea, (laughs) y'all, what that was. I did not use that in my vocabulary, and I felt like I was 50 years old. Wow. So they were calling her that as an insult? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we would be, like, saying that as a compliment. <laughs> Jonathan and I literally make that joke all the time, which is probably not, like, PC. But, like. <laughs> but anyways, so we, we kind of, like, fast. There's so much that happens in here. So I'm going to try to, like, clump it together. But there's, like, so many things that are good. But um, so things are getting suspicious, right? They, they want to double down on Miles' dad. Um, and then Miles did say that Madison had said that Kelly had a crush on some older guy. So they were like, maybe he was trying, maybe they were trying to go see this older guy or whatever and something happened. What older guy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who do you think it is right now? Who are the, the main people that we have talked about? The dad. Are Maddie's dad, Miles' dad, Who and had then a the crush? police officers. M- Maddie had a crush? Kaylee. Kaylee had a crush? Well, it was probably Miles' dad, if he was being so sus. Maybe. I mean, maybe. He's definitely older. But I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know. We shall see. And then you do get a little scene. This may be before. No, I think this is after. She does, Nikki does go home, which is in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And her ex-husband was there because he was watching their, I forget her name, the her daughter's name. Lacey, I think. I think. But they have, like, a friendship relationship. Like, it's a good co-parenting relationship. But there was just, like, Nikki was describing how, like, she was, like, the sex was just what it was. It was more of a friend. more Like, she just thought she could never, like, love someone because of how detached she is. Yeah. Um, But they still have a good relationship 
regarding Lacey, but Tyler definitely judges her for her work and how intense and like she works a lot of serial killer cases and stuff like very intense cases. But anyways, moving back to the case, guess who shows up again? The reporter. Rory. Oh, the brother. Yeah, he just, like, shows up in the most random places, like, where she is. That's weird. That's suspicious. Mm. (laughs) They just, she, Nikki even says, she's like, Rory is too nice. He needs to be mad at me. Like, he is just, like, so polite and, like, calm. And he, he's basically asking her to have a conversation with her, with him, excuse me, about his brother's case and saying, you don't really know what happened that night. He was younger, so he was yeah. in middle school when they were in high school. Yeah. But he basically was saying, like, there's missing knowledge that Mark has said of what really happened that night. And she, like, blows it off because she's like, I took a sobriety test and the officers passed me. They took my blood. Blah, 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 blah. Right? So mm. she's saying That's she's saying that, at least in her mind, right, that everything was done correctly. Right. We don't know if it was yet, but definitely starting to see cracks mm-hmm, throughout mm-hmm. that story. And then they go through and they're they're trying to find some other suspects. They have a couple of people in mind. They check them out. They don't they end up not working out, right? Yeah. And then they go back. So Miles' dad is actually English, I think English teacher at the school. So they go back, and while they interview three girls that were friends of Maddie or whatever, one of them, her name was Jade, and Nikki knew immediately who her mom was because she acted exactly how her mom was, which (laughs) is a total bitch. Like, she was a total bully. Mm -hmm. Um, And... It was sad, like, it's sad because I feel like if you would read that, you would know girls, like, in your high school that were exactly like that, and they were still, like, Jade was shitting on Kaylee even though she was dead. dead. Yeah, that's fucked up. Okay, so after they talk to these girls, there there's one girl that so Jade is definitely like the ringleader, mm-hmm. and then the the other two girls actually did butt in and they like Kaylee's not so bad. You find out that the volleyball fight wasn't actually Kaylee's like fault. She was being bullied and she had right. enough, and then she got kicked off. So they end the conversation, right? But they Nikki hands out her card to everyone, and the one last girl who's walking out kind of like looks over her shoulder, at, looking like she wants to say something more, but she continues on. Right. Okay. So that okay. will she'll come back into play later. So then, since they're at the school, they decide to go to Miles' dad's classroom, Han- Hanson, um, and. So what I was thinking when that interaction happened previous, like when they first were interviewing Miles and the parents were there, mm-hmm. I was like, he's probably, he's definitely lying. I mean, that was very obvious. Right. But in my mind, I'm like, I bet you he's like cheating on his wife and like that. I didn't think he was the killer. Like I was like, that's way too easy. Like that's not it. Yeah. And... He was cheating on his wife. So he finally, so Nikki really puts the pressure on him, and so does Sergeant Miller. And um, basically, he was like, I didn't want my wife to find out I've been in the city in the day that Madison and Kaylee disappeared because I was having an affair, and he had asked Miles to lie for him. So that's why it was like, oh, everybody's asking Miles to lie. 
I know. So that felt like, okay, whatever, that made sense to me. I That wasn't a huge surprise. Right. So the case kind of moves along, and they get footage from Kaylee's mom's apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And I think it was Liam or someone else on the team found that Amy, which is Maddie's mom, mm-hmm. ended up she she had said before that she had never been over to Kaylee. Like she, she hated Kaylee. She thought she was an awful influence on Maddie. Right, of course. And she had said that she had never been over to Kaylee's apartment or her mom's apartment. And they find in the video that she actually was there. So she did turn up to that house, and then Nikki's, like, just wondering, right, like, why would she lie to us? But she was, like, she's, like, there's no way she murdered her daughter because she was, like, so distraught about this. And key point here also is that Maddie is not John's biological daughter, so it's a step. Okay. And you learn a little bit more about John's personality. Like, Nikki was, like, he hasn't changed. He's, like, very... He likes to put on a persona, and I thought that was a little bit weird, but, like, it didn't, it didn't draw me, like, to him really that much as, like, a suspect yet. Yeah. Um, so she's, like, she just is, like, why does she lie to me? There's no reason why she lied to me. And it ties with something else that happens a little bit later. But so she and Sergeant Miller and all of them are, are doing more work. There's still a lot of tension between the protesters mm-hmm. and Nikki and the whole Innocence Project and all of that is still happening while this is going on. Yeah. And Nikki's starting to feel the pressure a little bit, like, and, and feeling like there's maybe some holes that are in, in her memory that, of what had happened. And who does show up again? The brother. Rohi and the <laughs> super hot brother of the convicted killer. <laughs> um, a beautiful song. And thank you. <laughs> and Nikki starts to be very like every conversation that she has with Rory. She's like, "Is this the way that the defense defense attorneys?" way of making Nikki feel obligated to look at the evidence. Like, Rory's very, like, very much pushing her to, Mm. like, really reconsider and take a look objectively since she is a cop. Like, you need to look at this. Yeah. And see as a cop if you thought there were mistakes that were made. Yeah. But Nikki realized that basically this is starting to where it gets a little weird so nikki said like she realized that even if he was she didn't care if he had uh it was still an act of kindness and she desperately appreciated it basically even if he had what like been pushing her to do this because of the defense attorney okay Okay. because they're in the car together rory had basically saved her she had a confrontation in the cafe with some protesters Oh, I and see. Okay. She ended up going out of the back alley and then Rory shows up. Okay. Like, it's yeah. very suspicious. But anyways. And so they have like that conversation in the car where he's like again telling her there's things that you really don't remember that Mark says you don't remember correctly from that party. Because part of that story that was told to Nikki is that she was super drunk and she ended up going to lay down and 
or John took her to go lay down and then he went back to the party and then she wakes up and Mark's on top of her. She doesn't remember this, but this is told by John and all of his friends that are at the party. Oh. Um, that she wakes up and he Mark's on top of her and then John comes in and like saves the day and him and his friends like beat up Mark. Mm-hmm. That's where it kind of stops there, right? And, right? and then Rory is telling her that that's not actually the story that actually happened. And so she's... And she doesn't actually remember that. That's just what she's been told. Right, yeah. yeah. But then she starts, like, having... Like, when she when she tries to get sleep, she starts having these, like, things come back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she remembers being drunk. But she was drinking mixed drinks. It wasn't like she was drinking straight vodka. She's, mm-hmm. like, vividly remembers that. And she remembers John giving her a hard time or something that she was, like, flirting with other guys, but she's like, I'm not. And she specifically said that was the first time I've ever, like, stood up to him before and because he's a very controlling guy. And I think she said she might have even, like, pushed him or slapped him. Mm -hmm. And then that's kind of, like, where it fades out a little bit. She still doesn't remember everything. But now I'm starting to become suspicious of John just in general. I'm like, yeah. there's like some things that aren't adding up. Like, for real. Uh, it was like too cookie cutter for me. So it just felt weird. And then she confronts John about it because she was like, obviously she's still working the case. So she could kind of catch John off guard a little bit. And I don't remember how the conversation started, but basically what John was saying was, come on, Nick, what do you think? It's your own fault. You were all over him earlier anyway. No, I wasn't, said Nikki. And then John rolled his eyes. Everyone here saw it. So he's reminiscing and and trying to make Nikki believe his story that Mm -hmm. he originally told. Right. And she's, this is right after she had that, like, thought of, like, no, we were fighting and then blah, 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 right? right? So he's, you can already, you can start to tell, like, he's very manipulative. Manipulative? Yeah. (laughs) I can't speak. And so they, they kind of, they continue to go along. There's some still issues between the protesters again and the the reporter, Kaylin, yeah. she she's pushing a lot for a statement and things just continued to uh, progress. <laughs> to escalate. <laughs> and then another body shows up. Oh good. Another body that shows up in the snow but has a red ribbon in her hair, which is the frost serial killers. M.O., but it's not actually him. They were just trying to copycat Mm -hmm. to lead them into a different direction, basically. Mm -hmm. And Nikki caught it right away. Like, it wasn't really, like, a diversion from the actual case. It was just another body that was tied to Maddie and Kaylee's murders. Yeah. And they find out that this girl, I think her name was Janelle, was a stripper. So... They go to her, to the strip club that where she worked, and they get video, all that stuff. Yeah. They send it back to the text. It takes a few days. Some other shit happens. That is wonderful and really good to the story. Anyways, continuing on. <laughs> um, they find that guess who goes to the strip club? John. Yes. <laughs> so two of the morning shift dancers recognize John, And said that he was a regular. And then they started looking for him specifically in the video footage. They found him. He there. Yeah, he's there. 
So he's definitely like lying. That's another like red flag. Yeah. Um, and then Nikki just decides she's had like a lot of things happen and she's starting to feel like things are unraveling from her parents' murder and then this murder. She's really trying to concentrate. Yeah. And so she ends up going home because she's she got a hotel to stay in Stillwater and she mainly see her daughter go stay with Tyler. Um, but she ends up going home that night. And she walks into the house, and she does, uh, she has, like, extra locks and stuff, like, in the house and a lot of security. It reminds me of me when I was joking <laughs> with you. <laughs> Guys, I have, like, security and, like, all this stuff, right, and cameras. But, like, I will legit, because our house, like, I, it's three stories. I will be up in my bedroom, like, ready to go to bed, like, in my bed. And I'm like, did I make sure I locked the front door and the one to the garage. And I and know for... Door, I do that, too. I know for a fact I did. But I am so fucking paranoid... Yeah. ...that I will literally walk down all the way three flights of stairs <laughs> and double check, and I'll go back upstairs and, like, did it... Did I... Did it... Was was it really locked? I'm <laughs> did like, I actually do it? I watch too many true crime, and I also fall asleep to true crime. Yeah, but if you don't, like, go down all the way downstairs and do it, then you're not going to be able to fall asleep. Oh, 100%. You'll just sit there and think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I listened to... This is not an ad, but Homicide Hunter... I love his voice, and it makes me fall asleep, and I so definitely watch weird. that. <laughs> it is so fucking weird, but you know what? It's my life. Not for me. Yeah, you would have nightmares. I need silence when I, I go to it. sleep. I love it. Um, but anyways, so she's back in her house, and she so she's doing her usual routine, right? But she's, like, in her room, and she gets a weird feeling. Mm. And, like, it's she very... a weird vibe. Yeah, weird vibe. Mm, I don't like it. And then the chapter ends with basically something burst across the side of her head. Her head, her knees hit the floor hard. And that's how the, the chapter ends. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I turn oh. the next page. She was fine, but it was basically, I think someone like had shot a BB gun through her window. And she thought it was the protesters because I think on the garage it said, uh, oh shit, I can't remember what it said, but something along the lines of like, you're a liar. I think it was. Oh, wow. Uh, regarding her Mark's. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, Mark's case. Um, and, of course, Tyler's, like, because she, she went straight to Tyler's to see Lacey. And uh, these protesters are brutal. They clearly have no respect for the fact that she was a child when this happened. Do we know it was the protesters? No, I'm just saying, like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, just in general. Yeah. yeah. They're, yes, for sure. And Tyler gives her a really hard time here because he's like, what do you, like, what do you think they could have followed you? And, like, what are you going to do? Like, we yeah. have a daughter, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, don't make me feel worse than I already do. And so you could just tell, like, her, she's get heightening it. Like, everything's mm-hmm. starting to pile on top of each other for her. And it's like, when is it going to bubble <laughs> boil over, you know? Right. And they go to the autopsy because it takes a while. Like, in reality, people think on TV, like, it just happens right away. Like, no, that's not done real in 45 life. minutes. <laughs> um, so it took, like, three or four days for yeah. them to process the bodies. Um, and basically, the doc was, like, going through everything. And I'll, I'll read this because it's pretty detailed. 
So her frozen clothes had hidden the a bunch of different bruises on her body. Her arms and feet had clear ligature marks. No sign of sexual assault on Maddie, but her fingernails are broken along with a couple of fingers. And then lividity showed that she died in a fetal position tied up. She experienced both liver failure and kidney failure. Her heart was compromised as well. And basically, she moved the sheet so they could see Madison's hands. And Liam said, frostbite. Jesus Christ, she froze to death. She had internal bleeding. The back of her skull is broken from blood force trauma. Her brain bled and swelled, which means she didn't die immediately. Mm. She may have been fully conscious, but the frostbite proves that she was alive when she was tied up and put in the freezer. Oh, my God. So Kaylee died first, and she had consensual sex. So there was a condom used. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't. There was no sign of sexual assault for Kaylee, and so she died quickly. And then Madison was this prolonged death, and her death was awful because she was. She died. She already had shit happen to her beforehand, and then she was put into a freezer, mm. still alive, and died. Jeez. Yeah, but they pull up the sheet so they can see her arm and Madison had ripped off she had like acrylic nail and she Mm -hmm. had ripped off one acrylic nail and wrote in her blood on her arm trying to write letters on her arm to like try to communicate who the killer was could you imagine no and basically the chapter ends by saying Madison had carved into her own flesh so her killer could be found Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Yes. I know. It's That's absurd. Really dark. But I'm, like, reading this. I'm like, oh, my God, give me more. What's it say? What's it say? <laughs> give me more. And basically, they they just, they note that this killer took his time with Madison. He wanted her to suffer while Kaylee's death, like I said before, looks relatively painless. And... Like I said, Kaylee had sex with the killer, and then Liam said Madison could be collateral damage. So quickly, before I go to this next part, I forgot to mention, like, at the very beginning when they went to talk to John and Amy, the parents of Maddie, mm-hmm. um, there was a woman outside, the neighbor, and she was married to one of John's friends who was, it's Bobby Sr., Bobby Sr. was at that party that Mm. um, Nikki was at. So he was one of John's best friends. Bobby Sr. died, and I forget the mom's name. But she was there. I didn't think anything of it at the very beginning, but then she started showing up a bunch. It was like another Rory situation. Oh, really? That I was like, this is weird. But I wasn't completely suspicious of her yet. But I was just like, she just kept showing up, right? And just keep that, I I totally forgot about that as her, as a character. So her dead husband was at the party. Yes. Back in the day. Back in the day. They have a son called Bobby, so Bobby Mm -hmm. Jr. Yeah. 
And uh, Bobby Jr. is one of the protesters, but Nikki ends up having a conversation with him because he was friends with Maddie, but he was a freshman at college at one of the local colleges. Yeah. And he had come back to Stillwater because, for the protests and because of Maddie's death and Kaylee's death. And he had basically said that he was friends with them in a sense, not friends with him, with them. They were acquaintances, but, like, basically Nikki thought nothing of it, really. She kind of felt like she cleared him and then, like, moved on. But Bob, yeah. Bobby's still there. Like, he's a protester. But, like, you know, he, he shows up quite a bit. But honestly, like, when you're reading it, you're just kind of like, okay, this is, like, a nice kid that is just, like, yeah. back from, from college and grieving. And then Nikki's like, I'm going back to the school. She goes back to the school by herself, the high school. Mm-hmm. And she goes and sees that girl that hesitated when she was talking to oh, the yeah, three yeah. girls in the library. And she gets this girl to start talking to her. Yeah. And basically what this girl was saying was that Maddie discovered... So Maddie has a little brother, Bailey, who is the son of... John and Amy. Okay. Um, So basically the story that this girl is telling Nikki is that Bailey had listened to an argument between uh, Amy and John and Amy was extremely upset and she had found a box with pictures of different women and they were naked and some of them weren't even awake. Mm. And Bailey ran to Madison and told Madison and basically Madison had told her friend that she had intended to confront her parents about it. And yeah, so there's like, that's weird. Yeah. Like that's starting to unravel things and Nikki's like really really struggling now to believe anything john has said to her like even in the past yeah and it's starting to become this like like really big tension yeah Yeah. and things happen with rory and her a little bit more they have a couple more interactions and then she decides that she's been convinced enough that there's holes and she needs to look at the case again yeah and so she does she takes the case back to her hotel room and she sits down and she looks at it for the first, like, this is the first time she's seen, like, pictures of her parents murdered. Yeah. Like, other than her actually seeing them in, in person. She, it's, like, really intense, but she goes, she's like, I'm going to be objective and take this from a cop's point of view. And she goes through and the police fucked up this whole entire investigation. Like, and she can very easily see that. Within, like, the first five minutes of her reading it, oh, she's like already knows yeah and so Hardin was the lead detective Mm -hmm. everything was there was missing things there was missing reports of the blood that was taken from her that never appeared Mm. like it was lost never got tested interesting and there was a couple of dna that was never tested uh different samples that should have been taken that weren't taken And the statement, she read this statement from Nadine, who was their next-door neighbor. Yeah. So she was, like, her mom's age at the time. Okay. And she's the one that she ran to to bang on her door. When she found her parents. Yes. Yeah. And so Nadine's statement is very interesting. And Nikki's going through this statement, and she at first she was very like relieved because it followed her story. Mm -hmm. But then the last statement was what caught Nikki... 
And Nadine had told Sheriff Hardin the engine reminded her of the muscle cars that used to race on the dirt. So she had heard a car bust out of there. Okay. Out of the property. Yeah. And she specifically remembered the engine reminded her of a muscle car. Hmm. Mark drove a truck. Yeah. Like a beat up truck. Yeah. Who drove a muscle car? John. Uh, John! <laughs> so Nikki's like freaking out now. She's like, this is all fucked up. John restored in 1968 Shelby Mustang, and the engine was so loud that whenever Nikki would sneak out, she would have him like park further down because her parents would have been able to hear right. because of how loud the car was. So now I'm like, okay, so he definitely killed her parents. Or at least there's something going on. Like, he definitely lied. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if he killed his daughter. I was like, I don't think he killed his daughter. But maybe he could have because of how fucked up this is. And he has all these pictures. I'm like, what if he had sex with Kaylee? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, because you find out that actually John came on to Kaylee. And you find out that's the reason why Amy went to that house and why she was caught on the video camera Mm -hmm. at the apartment. To confront her? Because, yeah, she was confronting her and she wanted to pay her off to keep her quiet. And Kaylee didn't, she didn't do anything. Like, she was like, no, that's weird. You're a disgusting old man. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how that all starts to tie, tying in. And it starts like you're, everything points to John. You're like, right. Everything, this has to be all John. Mm-hmm. So after she goes through this, she storms in to the, the police building or whatever, and she goes into Hardin's office, and she just lays into him oh, about lying and all of this stuff, and there's no way um, that he could tell her that that muscle car was not, was not John's, basically. Right. And she was like, I hope you know that I have already contacted the district attorney and the defense attorney. Like, we're, like, I'm already, I'm moving forward with this and your career is over with, basically. She, like, went hard on him. And she had decided, I think in the last chapter, I think it ended with her deciding that she was going to, she called a prison. Like, she ends up scheduling a meeting to where she can talk to Mark. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So after she confronts Hardin, she had gone to her old house. Okay. And Does anyone live there? Yes. It's a young couple. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yes. The mom was holding a baby, and she's like, who are you? And she, and. Nikki introduced herself. She's like, oh, yeah, your parents were murdered here. I'm like, bitch, why'd you what move here? What are you here? doing? Baby, no. No. Yeah. I would never live in a house where someone was brutally murdered. Or murdered at all. Or even died there. I don't even think I could do it. I know. Especially, like, it's one thing not knowing, but the other thing of, like, just aren't realtors obligated to tell you I if someone's so, yeah. died in that house? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't even live there if someone died peacefully in their sleep from old age. Like, no, I couldn't do it. That place is haunted. Mm-mm. No, thank you. I'd never sleep again. But anyways, she goes in there, and obviously all these memories track up, but she's also using her cop's mind, and she's like, this wasn't in the evidence photos. This wasn't, like, this all doesn't add up. And she's like, Mark, after that, she knew Mark didn't kill her parents. Yeah. 
And she walked out of there, and she's obviously freaking the fuck out. And she gets into her car. Been in prison for what, like twenty years? years. I mean, and they were family friends. Like she, they grew up near Mm. each other. And she gets into her car, and she's a wreck. And she slides on ice, and almost hits like an on. She almost hits the truck that's coming by. Guess who it is? It's not John, right? No. It's a brother. Rory! Rory! He shows up again. Dude, he be everywhere. And he was, like, at first, like, super pissed at her. Like, what are you, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you could have killed us both. And he realizes that she's, like, having a panic attack and, like, mm-hmm. freaking the fuck mm-hmm. out. And she's like, why do you keep showing up everywhere that I am? And he's like, I'm going home. Like, he lives, he bought his parents' old house, so yeah. he was going home. And to me, I'm, like, suspicious because I'm so suspicious of every male that's in my life. And, uh, and, but she just, like, she just has this connection with him. She's, Mm -hmm. like, and she just, like, sinks into him and, like, he holds her and he's, like, you're freezing. Let's get you back. And he takes her back to his house. Of course he does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then his hands sliding from her shoulders to her neck and a couple of curls peeked out under his cap. His pink lips parted, (laughs) and his gaze flashed down to meet hers. He grabbed the zipper of her parka and slowly closed it. Did you look at the case files yet? You thought I was going to say they did the deed. They didn't yet. (laughs) But basically... That's a very sexually charged way to ask someone if they reviewed his brother's case file. (laughs) Yeah. The Yes, exactly. And of course, she's like, yes. And then they have this Hence my panic attack. (laughs) Yeah, they have this moment. And then I don't think they have sex after that. I can't remember. Damn. They should Yeah, have. I don't they don't have sex <laughs> after that. Okay, and then she goes and or maybe they don't, I can't remember. <laughs> but she goes she goes to the prison and she has a conversation with Mark and the Ooh. real story comes out. Oh my god. Oh my god. What do you think happened at the party? <sighs> I don't know. I feel like John got like jealous because he was controlling and then he decided to like frame him somehow for the murder yes so basically mark said that she was out cold and nikki had a feeling that maybe john had drugged her mm-hmm. because yeah, i get that vibe too for yeah sure and basically date rape drugs weren't a thing really back then yet mm-hmm. but john was in college while she was in high school and right. he was like a track star or something mm-hmm. and She's like, he could have access to, like, tranquilizers or different types of drugs, right, basically, yeah. that she could have been slipped in her drink. And so, basically, Mark said, was telling the story to her. So, he said that Nikki was passed out cold. She was limp like a, do- a doll. And John was laughing and trying to wake you up, but he ended up tossing you, tossing Nikki over his shoulder and carried Nikki down the hall. Mm-hmm. And... He shuts the door, but before that, he sticks his tongue out and gives everyone in the room this look. You know, the look. Like, I'm about to fuck her. Yeah. (laughs) And he comes out ten minutes later, asks if anyone wants to have a turn with (gasps) Nikki. Yeah. And he said... What a disgusting piece of garbage trash. And John said, Nikki wouldn't wake up for a while, and he had taken your clothes off, and you didn't even flinch. Everyone else didn't believe him at first, but he had a Polaroid camera, and there were pictures. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. So Mark was saying it was either him or John's buddies who all seemed to think it was a great idea. So Mark played along and he said he would go first. So he locked the door and said that he was going to take his time. But in reality, he was trying to wake her up and trying to get her to like be coherent and help her essentially. And basically he was saying she was murmuring things and she wasn't coherent And Mark went to pick her up so he could sneak them out of the window. And then John started knocking and yelling. And then Nikki started screaming. Mm. And basically Mark was right over her because he was trying to pick her up. And that's when Nikki's eyes opened. And that's why the connection was made. And then, like, John burst in and acted like he was saving the day. And beat him and his friends beat the shit out of. Shocking. Yeah. And all this stuff, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's basically was like five million warning signs also in the case that was all fucked up. Yep. So after that, she was just like determined that she was going to get him free of it. Like she was going to help the defense attorney and the mm-hmm. attorney to dismiss the charge. Like all this stuff. I just want to know like... If they were all at this party, how did John kill her parents by the time she got back? Yeah. Yep. And also, if they were all at the party, how did they even think that Mark did it? I don't... Anyway. Because she saw Mark at her her parents' house. Right. Yeah. So, fast forward, she kind of... I mean, she obviously has that, like, breakdown, you know, like... and But she's like, I still need to solve this, Mark. Like, she is definitely leaning towards... John mm-hmm. for the murder of Maddie and Kaylee. Okay, and then basically Nikki decides that she's going to confront Amy about these pictures mm-hmm. that the friend had told the story about. So she ends up going to the house with Sergeant Miller and that neighbor shows up again. Mm. Like, that's fucking weird. That's she nice. ends up going away. Like, whatever. <laughs> And then she goes into the, she knocks, they keep pounding on the door and no one's answering. And then the little boy, the son shows up and opens the door and Nikki's like, where's your mom? And he's like, my mom's not moving. She's upstairs. She's sleeping. Mm. And then Nikki, it wasn't Sergeant Miller that was there. It's Liam, her FBI partner. Okay. Yeah. And she gets Liam to stay with the boy and she runs upstairs yeah. And basically, she had o- she was ODing on pills, mm. and th- luckily Liam carries around that like narc thing that they have Narcan, now, yeah. yeah, where they like basically brings people back to life. Yeah, and so Nikki gives that to her, and Amy wakes up, and she's like, "I just wanted to sleep. I didn't. I wasn't trying to kill myself and all this stuff." But anyways, Amy basically was like, "Why were you coming here?" And Nikki was like. You need to tell me the truth about the pictures. And she was, like, very detached from it and basically said, like, it happened, but we ended up moving on from it, basically. It was very weird. Mm -hmm. But Nikki has a conversation with Bailey, the son, and they get more details about the whole situation that really happened. And basically... You know, Maddie had come back and told Bailey that everything was going to be okay. and But she was really angry every time that she saw John, their their dad. Mm. And because she did confront them about it. Yeah. And, uh, and then basically Bailey was like, she and Kaylee were just gone hmm. like a few days later. 
Interesting. So again, everything starts to point to John, Mm -hmm. right? And they go back to the office and the whole team's kind of going over everything. And Nikki had stopped what she was doing and stared up at, because Liam was like looking at the letters on Maddie's arm that she had painted on her or had drawn into her skin. Yeah. Yeah. And on her arm was an unfinished R instead of a P. And the second was an unfinished T. And Liam said, Rory hasn't been on the suspect list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Rory Todd, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and Nikki's like, no, 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 that's not true, right? Right. But then I'm thinking, this is suspicious. I'm, like, invested in Rory becoming the villain, right? <laughs> and... So she hurry. She actually ends up to like confront him, and she shows up at his house at like two thirty in the morning. This is where they have, yeah, I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> so basically, she kind of confronts him, and he was like, "I I didn't do this," and I think he said something else. I can't remember that basically like cleared, like made sense. Yeah, actually, maybe it didn't, and it was just like Nikki just believed him. I think that was actually the case. Mm, well. And then, you know, he slides his big hands around her back, and then basically... They get it on. They do the deed. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she just takes him for his word, and then they have sex. Okay, okay. Smart, yeah. smart, smart. She's just like, I've never felt this way before. Mm. Um, Tragic. And she says she wrapped her legs around his waist in the emotional defenses she had spent a lifetime creating. Shattered. End of mm-hmm. chapter. Yikes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we're almost at the end here. So <laughs> things are wrapping up quickly. Um, so she she felt good about clearing Rory. Yeah. I forgot to bring up that on the autopsy and, like, the talks, or all the, like, from what Courtney was doing in the CSI and all of that stuff, mm. they did find a bunch of cat hairs on the body. That's gross. And they were like... <laughs> John, they don't have cats. Like, that family doesn't have cats. So she's like, that's weird. But they kind of still go on. And Nikki confronts John about everything at the house. Uh. (laughs) Yeah. She goes hard. And he ends up, like, throwing her out of the house. Mm Okay. And then they come back and... Basically, the police are all there. Oh, Bailey. Sorry, I got confused for a second. Bailey calls Nikki because Nikki gave him his card right. or her card saying, if you need anything, you you just call. Right. He calls and he's like, daddy hurt mommy, like blah, 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 all this stuff. So they're like rushing mm. there. And basically, John beat the shit out of Amy. Oh, my God. Like, she couldn't talk because he hit her so hard that oh she, he God. had broken her jaw. And Bailey wasn't there. So John had fleed and took Bailey with him. Oh, my God. Fast forward, they figured out that John had a cabin, and it was just in his name. So they end up, they rush out there, and there's movement in the curtains, and Nikki was like, I'm going to have to shoot, like, John. Like, she's, you know, they think it's John. Yeah. But it ends up just being Bailey, and Bailey comes out, and John's not there. So John, like, 
dumped him off. Basically. So we kind of move, we move quickly here. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of things happening all at once. So they bring Bailey back and, and Nikki's kind of like, oh, she wanted to go back and talk to the neighbor mm-hmm. because the connection with Bobby, Bobby was her, Bobby Sr. was her husband. Right. And she was collecting more evidence on John, essentially, and what happened all those mm-hmm. years ago because Bobby had told the son had told uh, Nikki the story that Bobby Sr. and John got into a fight about what happened that night, and he had heard things. And so you knew that there was some conflict there, so she mm. went to kind of probe a little bit to see yeah. if um, the wife, I think her name's Mace, I think, knew anything more. And so they have this whole conversation. Okay, it's fine, whatever. And she, she turns around and basically Mace was like, well, I hope you can figure it out. These poor girls deserve justice. And then a big f- furry cat trotted into the room mm-hmm. and jumped onto the counter. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Mace is the cat's name. It's not the lady's name. <laughs> and the cat looked at Mindy. Sorry, that's her name. And then started cleaning its paw. And she said, oh, it's Bobby's cat. Bobby's cat just drives me crazy. And his dad gave him the cat for his birthday just a few months before he died. And Nikki turned around. She just basically the conversation ended with Nikki being like, Bobby must be very attached then to the cat. Yeah. Her wheels are turning, right? But she's like, I need to get out of here. Nikki turns and raises her arm instinctively. But Mindy was closer Then she realized, and something hard and cold hit her temple, and Nikki fell to her knees and was knocked out cold. And then she wakes up, basically tied in the closet, and Bobby was there. Oh, no. So he ends up opening the closet, and Nikki gets him to talk, because, you know, that's just what she does as a behavioral unit officer, right? And basically, this is what really happened. So this is all Bobby talking. So Mm -hmm. Kaylee wanted to see him because he was home for the weekend. Mm -hmm. He's the boy. He's the older boy. And they had decided to ditch their friend. When they say they, they mean Maddie and Kaylee, which is they're ditching Miles if Bobby picked them up. And Bobby was like, Kaylee was a good person. I didn't rape her, so before you accuse me of it, I didn't rape her. I would never. Basically, Kaylee wanted him to be her first, and she had asked him once before, mm-hmm. but he had said no, but then she asked again, and he was like, he figured, what do I have to lose? And then Kaylee was talking to him and told him that John, Maddie's dad, had flirted with her, and Bobby lost it because Bobby blames John for his dad's suicide and death. Gotcha. Because basically Bobby Sr. was like, like just had so much guilt from 20 years ago from what had yeah. happened. Yeah. And basically Bobby Jr. was like he lost it and strangled her and freaked out basically. Oh my gosh. And then Nikki gets out. She, like, hits Bobby with, like, an iron or something that she grabbed. And she starts running, but then the mom shows up and she's, like, pointing a gun at her. Oh, Jesus. And basically the mom was, like, she's psycho. She's, like, I'm protecting you. She's the one that killed Maddie. What the fuck? 
Yeah. Because she was, So he had already killed Kaylee. And then... Panicked. Yeah. And then the mom shows up. What a psycho. And decides to clean up after him. Oh, Jesus. But, you know, puts her into a freezer. Mm, When she's not dead yet. And the freezer that she used, the mom used, was John's freezer out at the cabin. Because she knew about it. Mm. And they tied it because Maddie's fingernail... Was in the freezer. So that's why you thought it was John. Uh Like, I had no... I'm usually good about picking out who the person is. I had no idea it was these two. But, like, what about the initials? What was she trying to... Like, on her arm, you know? Yeah. I can't remember what it ended up being. That's interesting. I didn't highlight it. I can't remember. But, um... That's wild, though. That's not what I expected. Yeah, but then, you know, Nikki's doing her mind-fucking games, and Bobby was basically like, we can't kill Nikki, basically, because if we do that, they're, we're, like, they're going to find, like, they're yeah, going to find us. obviously. You can't kill an FBI agent. <laughs> and everything starts to unravel, and the mom starts freaking out, and she, like, points the gun at her son and, like, shoots it, but she does it on purpose to shoot, like, right next to, like, she missed his head by an inch mm-hmm. to freak him out. And then... This bitch is psycho. Yeah, no, she's totally psycho. And basically what happens next is that Nikki is able to get control of the gun and she knocks out Mindy, I think, and then somehow Bobby gets the gun but Nikki moves him to a window while like, he's going to shoot her. Yeah. But she says you should never, you if you're going to point a gun at an FBI agent, you should never be by a window and the sniper takes him out. Mm. So they figure out the murder of Maddie and Kaylee. So it is the neighbor, Mindy, and her son, Bobby. Right. So things kind of go back to normal. She goes and testifies, and she's, like, waiting in the courthouse for the verdict outside with Lacey, like, her daughter. And then Rory texts her and says, like, cleared of all charges, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And she... For Mark? For Mark, yes. So Mark is released. Good. But she... Oh, wait, wait, wait. This happened before the court. So, sorry. This happened right before that happened. So, she was finishing up everything, uh, paperwork at the office, and she walks outside, and she sees John. Mm -hmm. So, John's sitting there. He was basically... He was trying to, like, make Nikki... He was trying to make Nikki kill him, basically. Oh, okay. So, he started going going for her, essentially. And Mm -hmm. she's like... I'm not going to kill you. And she ends up shooting him in the thigh. Mm-hmm. And he goes down and he, like, calls her a bitch and, like, all this stuff. And basically they were able to arrest him. Right. And then all the stuff at the court happened again, like, where Mark's freed. And it leaves off with, like, this weird relationship with Rory and Nikki. And you kind of are, like, left with what are, where does it go with them? And there's two other books in the series. She had released the second book, which I'm going to read the second book. And then I don't think the third one is released yet. But we'll see how that goes because I just seem like that's a doomed relationship. But do we find out, like, what happened the night that her parents were killed? 
Yes, yeah, duh. Why did I not bring that up? <laughs> so, yeah, John, so what Mark's story was right, right? Yeah. So John did all those things, and then basically John had followed uh, Nikki and her friend back mm-hmm. from the party. Yeah. And he was so pissed off that he went, he just went crazy on her parents because they never liked him. Right. And he killed the dad first and then Nikki was like why did you do that to my mom like he raped her too like oh my god went insane on on the mom he was because she was a he was like she was a fucking bitch like she was awful blah 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 he just you can't explain people like that he followed her home but like where was she when he did all that so you know he didn't fall I'm trying to remember. I wish I would have highlighted it. So he he didn't follow her. He was there before. He went obviously, for, yeah. Like before she left. He killed. Yes, he killed them. This is a very short time period. Yeah. So he gets there. He kills them, and then she gets home like ten minutes later. Yeah. Because basically, when she felt that person behind her, it mm-hmm. was actually John. John. Yeah. And she screamed, and then that's why Mark busted the window, because he was coming over to make sure that she was okay after Mm -hmm. the party. And that's why he broke in, and then John, like, smashed his head. Like, he got confused. Like, he got hurt, and he was, like, stumbling down the stairs. And then he that's when Nikki saw him and mm-hmm. she thought it was him trying yeah. to that he was the murderer so that's where the confusion was oh yikes yeah <laughs> so yikes. yeah so it ended up John just being a psycho like it literally a psychopath yeah. and couldn't handle being rejected slash um poor fragile little male ego yeah essentially and he went crazy on her parents and blamed everything on oh and i forgot one of the biggest parts so harden the police officer yeah so the reason why he did such a shitty job is because mark had an affair because he was older he was like in college had an affair with harden's wife oh so he just wanted him to go to jail what a piece of shit. Holy cow. Yep. Wow. All of these people in this town fucking suck. I know. They're all shitty. I know. I probably didn't do a good job of explaining everything, but it was very good. I did not know. Like, it was a surprise at the end. Yeah. When I was totally not expecting that. Because I definitely thought it was John, but then it ended up being, like, three different killers. That's pretty crazy. Yes. That's interesting. I probably could have read that one. Yeah, it wasn't as, like, gory yeah. as the other ones that I've read. Yeah, You'd probably like this. Well, if it has a little romance, you know that I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see how the second book goes. Maybe if I read the second book and there's more, I'll let you... Yeah. Maybe it would be... You'd be more invested in Yeah, that. let me know how it is. Yeah. Well, guys, that's it for today. Join us next week for a surprise Kindle Unlimited read from me. We'll see what it's going to be. Colleen Hoover? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I thought about that. A lot of people, like, read Colleen Hoover on Kindle Unlimited, so that might be a good one to do. It'll definitely be lighter than this. It will be a bad boy girl, innocent girl falling in love with a bad boy. Or just, like, really damaged people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's Colleen Hoover's (laughs) M.A. But anyway, we'll see. To be determined, it'll be a surprise. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about season three of A Discovery of Witches. Yes, I'm very... I have a lot of opinions. Yeah. So many opinions. Yeah. 
There's a bunch of other mystery thrillers on the TBR list for me, so mm-hmm. I'll give updates on whatever I read on the next episodes. Yep. So. We'll keep you posted. And don't forget to join us in April for Jennifer Armentrout Month from Blood and Ash. I'm very excited. Cannot wait. I can't wait for the third book. I know. I'm so excited. It's such a cliffhanger. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Ciao. Bye. Thank you.